Good evening. Um, Wednesday night, 27th of January. Boy, time flies. We're up to episode 22. Celebrated our 21st last week. Um, it was a good show, actually, with uh, Tommy. It was a great chat um, in relation to men's health um, and all sorts of things. Uh, yoga for dudes, if you haven't seen it, yogafordudes.com.au. Let's bring up a good mate of mine, Glenn. How are you, Glenn? Curran. How are you, mate? G'day, Az. How are you, mate? How's your week been? Yeah, very good, mate. Um, I'm actually down at Venus Bay at the moment, Gippsland Way. Um, beautiful part, beautiful part of Victoria. Um, it's a little bit windy down here, so I might test the internet gods again tonight. Um, we've had a little bit of bad luck in the last couple of weeks, but I'm sure luck's going to be with us today because we've got some fantastic guests to have a chat. I love a man who tempts fate, mate. So there's nothing wrong with going back to the well and just trying again, I say. So let's hope the internet gods look after us because we have had some teething problems when we leave at the confines of metropolitan Melbourne, don't we? Yeah, we sure do. And um, I know it's one of those things that you don't you don't talk about the things you shouldn't, you don't want to come, to happen. So it was one of those things. Um, I know in the, in the emergency services, they never talk about, that it's a little bit quiet because then it goes crazy um, and gets super busy. So it's one of those situations. So I'm happy to talk about it and acknowledge it because we've got some good people with us. But um, Sounds good. how's your week been, mate? Yeah, look, been a good week. Um, obviously back in the, back to work today after the um, public holiday yesterday. And look, a public holiday that's probably got a lot of people talking and thinking about should it be held on the day that it's held with the name that it's currently being held with or or for so look a lot a lot of debate a lot of strong debate both sides look um to be totally honest i i wouldn't it wouldn't worry me that much if the date was changed to be honest yep i think we can still recognize the fact of our forefathers coming to australia but you also need to um acknowledge what happened that those 200 odd years ago and if you think about it from a 200 years, better change, 250 years, it's not a lot of time, really. It's not a long time. When you think That's right. We, there's one thing for sure is we haven't been here long. Um, no. And there's so so much that was here before us. And, you know, it's taken a long time for so many people to acknowledge this. And I, I finally think there's just a little bit more momentum than there used to be now. And a little bit more people are listening. Um, and hopefully... We, you know, we can all get together and kind of drive this kind of change because there's no doubt we, we don't want to be celebrating something that's doesn't that's not inclusive these days. You know, um, and that's 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 what it's really about for me. It's there's so much more to acknowledge. Um, I I believe we you know this is this is discussions happened for well, for for forty years since and plus since I've been born. This same discussion's been happening, and I'm sure uh, so many people just want to settle on this and get everyone in the right frame to move forward positively. We acknowledge the past, move forward. We can't change the past, sadly, but we should acknowledge it by all means and get everyone on the, hopefully on the, some sort of this closer to, to the same page um, and move forward. I know that's going to be a challenge. It's so much of a challenge in life um, in general, but I know one for one thing for a fact is this younger generation of Indigenous uh, men and women coming through who have just incredible talent um, and they've got so much to offer. I believe, you know, we've we've helped give them some of the tools in the learnings and, and hopefully that they can help 
spread the the truth, so to speak, that we we have been denied for so many years. Oh, for sure. Yep, for sure. And look, I think the biggest thing that I've found with this and not knowing many sort of First Nation people, but speaking to people who, who do know them, I think the biggest thing is it's been a bit of the elephant in the room for a long time. Yes, the protests happened, but a lot of people seem to think, oh, why are they protesting? But when you talk about your own heritage, you're passionate about it. So those people are passionate. This is their generation. This is their stories. This is their lives. So you can understand why they're passionate about it. Now, to me, I love that we live in a country that has nationalities of all shapes and sizes, but we can't on one hand say we encompass that and encourage that. And then, as you said, don't look at the sins of our, I don't like to use the word sins, but the mistakes that we may have made previously. I'm not saying by acknowledging or changing the date that fixes the mistakes, but at least that's an acknowledgement of what's happened beforehand. Yeah, look, it's definitely it's definitely a step in the right direction. There's so much more that needs to be done. A change of the date is very much a start of the process. Um, there's so much more being being fought in this space. Um, and it's not just the Indigenous space either. It's so many other generations. But I can tell you one thing that I absolutely love is going to watch Indigenous sports people play their, their chosen sport um, all the way back from... You know, a lot further than Kathy Freeman, but let's start with Kathy Freeman because that was kind of one of the the real moments um, for me in 20, 20 odd years ago now um, with that Sydney Olympics win. And then it's just been so much more now. But there's so many great Indigenous artists, not just in sport, um, and the three that we'll bring on today. Um, honestly, probably three of the most beautiful humans I've ever met. And that's being pretty raw and honest. Um, but that's kind of what. Tonight's about. Um, yep. It's it was this show's come together really quickly. Uh, literally three text messages. Um, one that was a little unsure and didn't didn't actually think she had too much to offer in this space. And I think uh, she's an incredible person as well. So I look forward to ha having a chat to her um, as well. But let, first of all, I want to play a video, mate. That it's, uh, yep. it was put on social media recently, uh, yesterday actually, just to talk about a little bit of um, you know a couple of reasons of what what this date means um, to the Indigenous people and what it should mean for us going forward. Let's just have a little bit of a watch for this. It goes for about four, three minutes or so. January 26th is celebrated as Australia Day, but it reminds me of colonial violence, dispossession of our lands, illegal occupation, also genocide of our people. It legitimises racism to our mind. I believe we can heal only when Australia acknowledges the truth and accepts the history of our country. On June 26, in 1938, Aboriginal people gathered in Sydney. They were protesting about the mistreatment of our people and communities. This was a day of protest and mourning for Aboriginal people. This day was one of the first civil rights gathering in the world. Despite this, in 1994, the government declared this a national holiday of celebration just a mere 27 years ago. 
to declare that our country was terra nullius, meaning black holes weren't here, is to actively erase our history. Evidence proves that our ancestors have lived on this land for over 65,000 years. Despite the false stories of a peaceful British settlement, massacres, dispossession and attempted genocide did happen. A devastating 90% of our people died during the first 200 years of colonisation. My grandparents denied the basic rights like where we could live, custody of our own children and the right to practice in our language and our culture. This was part of the protection policies which gave the government almost full control of how we lived our lives. It is important to recognise that this was not just colonisation or a thing in the past. Look at the systems that fail us across all endeavours. In politics and education, in justice and incarceration, in employment, justice and health. These systems were built with the exclusion of our people. These are the systems of racial injustice, yet we have survived. Australia Day is a legacy of the invasion. And for our mob, it's survival day. Never forget that white Australia has a black history. Be part of the change. What will you be doing and what will you be celebrating in Gen 26? Pretty powerful, hey? Mm, very. There's very no doubt we've got a lot to think about. Um, a lot that we don't give it credit for, to be perfectly honest. I, I think we're we're still really just scratching the surface um, of this whole discussion, um, and we just got to just got to be open. Um, that's the most important part. But let's um, let's start with our first special guest. Um, this lovely lady I met, I reckon it's probably close to about five to seven odd years ago, I reckon, around that kind of time. Um, and she, I originally met her in relation to some sportswear, as you know, cuz um, that's what I do. Um, and she had a dance group at the time. And that's kind of how we met. And then through uh, the Indigenous basketball carnivals and netball carnivals and all that sort of stuff that we sort of saw each other a few times and and she's a multi-talented sportswoman as well um as much as so much else now but honestly i think she's really found her passion right now so let me find her and just bring her on and introduce to you natasha bamlett how are you tash i'm really good thanks aaron and um hey cuz it's yeah it's good to be hey, in natasha, here I'm really good. I feel a little bit funny having a nickname like Cuz because I know a lot of you Indigenous guys, because you're a lot of relation to a queer that's sat by Cuz. So I probably should have just gone with a blank tonight. So I apologise for that. But looking looking forward to having you on and hearing about your story and and yeah, your thoughts on things for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, honoured to be here. And like Aaron, you said it's it's been a journey. It's been a journey of many things that I've um been and become and continuing to become as you know as a woman on my own journey of healing um you know dancer performer athlete um mum you know daughter sister play all those roles in community that's just led me to where I am and and my mission and really playing that out in how I live my everyday life yeah, it's um, look. There's no doubt. Uh, look, I, I would feel for you guys right now that I'd expect you guys to be pretty exhausted right now. 
Um, mm. And I say that um, with the greatest respect because of yesterday was a pretty big day um, and a pretty big day for so many. And, and I spoke to probably half a dozen uh, Indigenous friends in the last 24 hours. And this year, most importantly, has been one of those years that's that's been a hard challenge for so many people. But one thing I noticed out of that rally yesterday, there seemed like so much more support than ever. Um, and so much more support from non-Indigenous people. Mm. And I, I think, I don't know, I don't know what your feeling is, but, you know, yeah. I'd love to hope that this momentum doesn't just go away quickly. So what, yeah. what's your thoughts and how are you feeling? Yeah, so I just for viewers out there, um, my name is Natasha Nabanunga Bamblett and I'm a Yorta Yorta Gunai Kurnai Walpuri and Wiradjuri woman. Just for more about there that, you know, we connect and we introduce ourselves that way and um, just a bit of that that language, um, Glenn, that you're speaking about, you know, how we identify and we connect with different mob, cuz, sis, bruz, um, things like that. So it's really important, like that's our first identification, communication, and just speaking on reflection. Like I've seen a lot of my mob reflect today because yesterday is a bit like you're in this motion, you know, and it's like it's just happening and it's just flowing um, and you're kind of just going through it and trying to stay as present and grounded as possible while you're feeling all these emotions. And I, I definitely am feeling exhausted and, and tired but I want to acknowledge that it's due to the immense energy you know and there was so much yeah change in the atmosphere this year as I went to the march it was like I looked around and I seen a whole nation standing with us and I felt like I was a part of the Australian nation there was people that had represented yeah, the whole of Australia and and different cultures from different countries that that stood in this time, at, you know, all together, you know, with the power to, you know, be a part of a movement, and that's that's what's happening, you know. And we talk about, I love that it's so what's been happening, a movement has been happening now more than ever, and as you're saying. Now more than ever, we have to continue to take action. So this is what's led me to my purpose of, of being a leader in sometimes we have to go first. And as an Indigenous woman, I can't continue to wait for my system, um, for the government uh, to make the change, to decide what's happening with us and how I get to act and live my life. No. I have the choice and I give myself the power to create what I do with my life and the impact that I get to have. And it is about unity for me. We get to change by walking the journey together. It's not about, you know, shaming and, you know, disowning one another. It's like how can we come back to who we are as Indigenous people and remember our ancestors and our culture and our sacredness of our people that we hear and protected and looked after our, ourselves and each other and the country, you know, working in harmony together, this is what this culture has to offer. How do you not want to be a part of that? You know, like 
this this is here for the whole of Australia to share and to embody and to experience and to embrace. And I feel as a nation, we're moving towards that. And the biggest thing that's stopping it is ego and us not knowing enough in the system. We just, we are not knowing enough of the education in our generations that have, have come before us. And, you know, that's not, your fault. I just want to say that's not your fault. That's that's the inconsistency of the system that we've grown up in. And it's a, it's about time that we wake up and we start listening. Um, but I, I really seen that. And for me, it's it's moving beyond the gaps that we have. And that's exactly what I've created and labeled um, myself to represent. It's like journey beyond the gap with me because together we can we can heal and find the answers of how we want to move forward as a nation and we get to talk about the silence that we've held for so long, the mess and the ugliness that we've continued to avoid and um, we get to act out of love for ourselves and for one another. It's not about separation. It's bringing separation back into connection um, where we can have empathy for one another and have a deeper understanding and acknowledgement and respect for for humanity, yeah, for the human race, because that's what I care about. I care about people, and we need more people to care about people. Um, but I'm just feeling a sense of overwhelm, of gratitude, of of pride, of being an Aboriginal woman today, the support that I've received from all generations, you know, men and women from all backgrounds and um, cultures and countries that it's like, yeah, we're in a movement and we're not being silenced anymore. Our, our voices, Indigenous voices are being heard. Um, it's not landing on deaf ears anymore. Australia as a nation's waking up, we're listening, we're, we're speaking up, we're standing up and that's what I've seen and I'm really proud, yeah, to, to be in this country that we are creating a change but we still have a long way to go and we can't do that without coming to the table to have a conversation and um, to get a little bit uncomfortable because that's where growth happens and we need to grow as individuals and we need to grow as a nation and sometimes that's uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. I know. Where do, where, sorry, sorry where, where know. a wonderful guest on last week, Natasha, who he spoke about that. Um, he does a lot of um, things for men, for men's health and that sort of stuff, does yoga for, for dudes and whatever. And he was speaking yeah. about having the awkward conversation and sometimes mm. you've got to have the awkward conversation. And you, you look at it in your own life, whether it's with your partner, your family, Sometimes we don't want to have that awkward conversation, but when you do have it, it's like the greatest weight is taken off you mm. and it's put in between you and then it's a problem halved and it's shared. There mm. it is there. We're not going to fix it now, but we're working on it. Yeah. It's, it's that first step, Glenn. Yep. It's acknowledging, yeah, like we as a nation – have had our, you know, Indigenous population carry this weight and this heaviness. And that's what we're all feeling after yesterday. You know, it's always this heaviness. But I felt, cool, I'm allowed to 
share this with people around me because I felt held, I felt supported, I felt seen and heard. And that's what just any human wants to be. They want to be, they want to be seen and heard for who they are. And that was that was exactly what happened, Glenn. It was like, cool, I could this heaviness, I can I can share this load and um Australia's coming to the table to hold it. Yeah, like we're 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 here to hold and um it's ready to have the conversation, which is like I applaud everyone who's who's stepping to it. It is uncomfortable, but hey, let's let's move through it together. We've we've been, you know, 230 years of dealing with the uncomfortable, you know, feeling very separate and isolated. Like this is the movement that we're we're standing um, with a nation now. Yep, yep, totally agree. Um, and just tell me, like, it's not. It's not just about who came before us and who's with us now, but it's about trying to change this. And it may not change, honestly, totally for our generation, but we want to start yeah. to get this somehow closer to being right, what, what the new right is going to be um, yeah. for, for this future generation. And this is a beautiful pick. Um, and I know yeah. it wasn't, wasn't one of the last um, rallies just gone, but... Um, you know, you've you've been you've been out there supporting since you were young, like a lot of Indigenous kids. And and one once not long ago, you you were that small um, mm. with your little boy there in your arms. So you know, um, just tell us a little bit about what it's really like to be to be now coming through in the generation of being a being allowed to be a little bit more vocal, I guess. Mm, mm. you know and that's that's where I get to honor the people before me that they were speaking you know and they they were raising their voices it's just in those times like I said people weren't listening people weren't ready to listen to what we had to say so um myself and the generation with me that stand with me that that speak up and, and march with me our voices are just the echoes of those before before us. And, um, yeah, just so proud that I get to hold my son and he gets to, like, yes, it's, it's, a, it's a heaviness that, that he'll carry and, you know, our generations will continue to until we get this, this right and we're, we're preparing. We've been, I've been prepared for this all my life. You know, so we're just preparing the next generation um, of leaders and voices and what they'll be saying will be different. It will look different, you know, because times will continue to change and um, it's about leaving this place better than we found it, like the next generation after us will. Absolutely. Um, okay, so what I want to do now, and we'll come, we'll, we'll cover off a little bit about what you're doing a little bit, a little bit um, about what you're doing in in your role now in the community as well. Um, but what I want to do is bring on. Um, honestly, this guy is one of the most talented um, indigenous. Not only, not just indigenous. I, I shouldn't cap it at that at all. Uh, by, by and that was by no means with any due disrespect. But Dixon uh, Patton is one of uh, the most genuine guys I've ever met. Um, and one of the most talented guys I've ever met. So let me bring him on, Dixon Patton. How are you, Dix? Yeah, I'm good, Aaron. How you going? Good, mate. Good nice, to, uh, nice to see your face again. 
Yeah, you too, mate. Yeah, I was it's having a laugh at that earlier with, with Cuz. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. I, I wrote on a little private chat, hey, Cuz, and I was talking to Tash, but then I thought Cuz might have <laughs> I was talking to him. Man, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, tell, I'll tell you and Tash very quickly. I was in about grade four primary school, one of my mates, and I'm still – he and I have got a birthday a day apart. We're both nearly 51. He said to me one day, go for the playground. He just went, cars kicking the footy. And I went, yeah, okay. And I've, I've had it ever since. It's I've got I've got my parents who actually don't know my name's Glenn. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty funny, yeah. But I, I love it how you how, how the First Nation people and you and you identify that as a family thing. I think that's a lovely, a lovely trait to do that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, just on that note too, I was having a conversation with my um, nephew the other day, and we do this thing where you know you, you've got your nephew, but you say you call them nephew, or if you're a mother, you you, you call your child mum. And he goes, "Why do you why do you call me, or why do you call me uncle?" He goes, "I'm not your uncle. You're my uncle." And it was <laughs> trying to explain to him that it's it's explaining the connection that that you have to them. And that they are, you know, belong to you. So there's always this within in our language, whether we're using traditional language or um, English language, it, it's it's always around uh, how you explain connection. And I think it's lovely how you have that sense of belonging that you like. Like when you when and I've, I've, my sister, she travelled to Burke many years ago into mm. an Indigenous community there, and she said it was beautiful. The inclusiveness of a, of of an Indigenous community to see it is an amazing thing because there is. There is no way you, everyone is included, regardless, yeah. A, whatever. It's just one in, all in. And that's, as what Tash said before, that's something I think we're well, hopefully well on the way to making Australia that place. Like we, we talk about being like that. So now mm -hmm. we've got to now walk the walk, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got both of you on the, on the screen, uh, obviously at the moment. Um, and I, I just want to get, well, obviously, we've just heard Tasha's opinion on on how how the last you know build up for the weeks happened, and and then then yesterday, and then this all came together literally in twenty four hours of the day. I said I've got to do this, and I want to do this now. So thank you so much for jumping on, guys. At such short notice, for first and foremost, um, and Dix, just tell me how, a little bit about uh, I suppose what it's been like especially this year and last year for you with COVID um, and the change that's brought about for you um, and then just the, what the last kind of couple of days has been like for you. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll start off um, as we do. So I'm, I'm Dixon Patton. Um, I'm a Yorta Yorta Gunai, Radri and Gudujamara man. Um, grew up in Melbourne, Victoria, but got family that extends all the way from the border of South Australia all the way up to the um, Queensland border uh, right across Victoria. So that, that's my mobs. Um but yeah, like this time of year is always kind of like bittersweet because I've got like, you know, you get towards the end of the year and it's kind of like you're winding down. You got, you know, Christmas and you got holiday and you got New Year's and then my birthday comes up a couple of weeks after that and then my mum's birthday. And then after that, you're dreading that kind of like, um, I don't know, you're dreading the day, you know, Australia Day. Um, and, you know, I do the rabbit ears because, you know, for us, it's it's not something that we celebrate. Um, it's not something, you know, like the last couple of years I've, I've taken up bush uh, to country um, just to not be around people, uh, just to kind of conflict or, or, or to see the kind of visual um, 
you know, of, of people f flying their flag, but not not flying our flag, and and they're not feeling really included in that um, in that celebration, I guess. Um, and not that uh, I don't celebrate uh, or respect the country that Australia is, because because I love I love Australia. Um, but it's it's more just you know understanding the historical um, things being affected by the historical uh, you know um, things since colonization you know and there are things that kind of like I'm untangling now as an Aboriginal person um, you know in my day to day you know there are things that you know we are um, at a disadvantage with with a lot of things you know like health being one of them education resort you know access to resources and things like that. Um, you know, it's all the stereotypes that you, you got to cop every day. And it, it's not just a tiring for the day. It's tiring being Aboriginal in, in general, you know, and, and it's not to say that we're the only people that have problems and, and, and that suffer. Um, but it's really like, it, it's, I've done a lot of healing work like Tasha has been on this journey to kind of like um, not see my culture as a burden. You know, it, it's about reclaiming the strengths that my culture offers. You know, it's, like I said before, it's that thing of like, um, you know, connection and, and, and family and healing. And, and, and you know, one time ago, you know, when, when you're young and you're impressionable and you're hearing all these negative things, it's like, really, you know, is, is, that, is that how I'm viewed? So you start to feel that way about yourself. And so the last, my last few years has been really kind of untangling all that and, and saying, no, I'm not, um, I'm not bound to these ideas of what you think I am. You know, and and it's really like reconnecting with my elders and and and, and my old people, my, my my parents, and asking questions and being curious, and then you know, like that's kind of been informed a lot of the work that I do in my art. Uh, it's about, um, you know, some artists, um, you know, like use art as a political um, kind of tool. My my artwork's about healing. It's about drawing on on what our culture offers, what you know, the strengths that we have. And not just for Aboriginal people, but for all people, you know. Um, so, yeah, like I, I, I always wake up in the day a bit emotional and some days, like you know, if, even if I'm not mindful of it, there's a kind of thing that's innate in, 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 in my spirit. You know, I've literally woken up with tears and not really thinking about it the day before um, because that's the feeling that I have from my ancestors, you know. And I, I, uh, on, on the other side of that coin is I, I feel a lot of strength from them um but it's it's you can really feel the heaviness of, of the day and it's something that um you know uh fortunately that we you know people uh we, ha we never had a platform um to share this you know it, it, like you said because you know it was you don't know a lot of aboriginal people and it's only since you know like our elders and our um forebearers and pioneers have been kind of injecting themselves in their spaces in the arts and sports in politics you know, so all these opportunities open up now so more people are meeting Aboriginal people, which means they're curious. And so that's how, you know, it's kind of like um, uh, given me the permission and, and the space to, to do what I do, um, you know, and then I influence people and then they influence people. Tasha influences people. Nikita influences people. And so it just it's a kind of flow on from there. But, you know, and I'm grateful that we have those spaces that we never had them before, you know. Social media has been something that's been really great for us as a community because we've been able to share and tell our stories on platforms that we never had before. Um, the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, that was something where black people overseas didn't even realise that that 
there were black people here, you know. Um, they knew of Aboriginal people, but they didn't they didn't understand the, the struggle. They didn't understand that there was no information or misinformation, you know. So so now I feel like, you know, this last year has kind of like um, it's been shit in the sense of, of, of COVID stopping everybody, but it's also made people aware of things that they were ignorant to before. Um, so, you know, for our community, it's kind of almost been a blessing because it's, 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 it's created um, one, people to stop, pause and reflect, but also a spotlight for us to be able to share and for people to want to listen as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I've kind of like observed it. I haven't really um, injected myself too much into it, but for me it's just kind of like, you know, let someone else take that on and, you know, I, I can rest and pass the baton on a little bit. Um, yeah. It's because we do that in our everyday lives. You know, it's not something that we just, there's a day every year, it's every day that we, we go to battle. Yeah. Um, and there's so, no doubt, it's, it's it's tiring doing this and being the fall, you know, the, the kind of leader and, and pushing the movement all the time. You know, mm -hmm. for, for someone to, to be a little bit staggered in the race and choose your time when to move forward and take the, keep the voice and push the baton forward, by all mm -hmm. means, you know. Totally understand that, and and one way I, I just want to touch on the um, honestly, I, I think this is I've seen I've met you and known you for a while, Dix. But one of uh, one of the moments that I thought was super special was, you know, it, it, this had been already uh, highlighted before, but to, to see this highlighted again on Instagram yesterday um, by Patty Mills, um, just tell us a little bit about this, uh, you know, this bag to to the left hand side here. And just tell us about how you, your involvement there. Yeah, so the USA uh, and Australian basketball teams that were playing in the World Championships um, uh, obviously played a few exhibition games here in Australia. And I was fortunate enough to um, present them with this artwork. Um, uh, I think my relationship in the arts, but also within the basketball community too, um, just kind of yeah, the people that engaged me said it kind of makes sense, but you come from a basketball family. Um, we've got four generations of travelling, uh, sorry, three generations of travelling overseas for basketball. So my, my dad played in America. He was one of the first, he was on the first team to travel to the US um, along with um, Patty Mills' um, dad and uncle. And um, I, I got to play in Tahiti and my brother played in New Zealand and my nan uh, played in New Zealand as well. So um, I just think, you know, it's kind of like, it's, it's a small community within within the basketball world, but also within our community as well. So, you know, I was just fortunate enough that uh, it was interesting. I put it out to the universe. I manifested it. I was like, I need to be part of this somehow. And it kind of just come to me. Um, you know, I thank the ancestors for that too. But, um, yeah, it was just a, it was just a really surreal feeling um, to be able to, to one, educate um, or to use, to use my art as an education tool. But it, it's something that people can, like, uh, especially with merchandise and T-shirts, uh, you know, people can walk around with it and, and they, it's kind of like a statement. It's in your face, but yet it's kind of a, a subtle way too of educating people, but but also making people aware and sharing that original energy in that space. You know, like when I go to spaces like, like a hospital or something, if I see an Aboriginal painting on the wall or an Aboriginal face, I immediately feel welcomed and calm. Um, but it also shows me that the people have done their research and, and and made sure that they, you know, so so you know it's a culturally safe space. So one, it's for Aboriginal people, but two, it was also for non-Aboriginal people to feel ownership, a sense of ownership over Aboriginal culture as well. You know, we we 
you know, Aaron said before, you know, like Australia's a young nation and, and, and the history of non-Aboriginal people being here is just, a, you know, it's a grain of sand on, on a beach. Um, so you kind of like by not ex- not accepting or including Aboriginal culture, you're, you're wiping out a whole history, you know, and um, the job and the task that we've all inherited and have had to do as Aboriginal people is to, like I said, reclaim, um, educate, learn, in all that we do, you know, but fortunately I get to do that in something that's that's a part of my culture that we've done for thousands of years, but I'm just doing it in a, in a contemporary way. Um, and, you know, I get to dictate and choose the, what I'm a part of, you know, so uh, yep. I feel blessed to be able to do that. Yeah, beautiful. Um, one thing I want to do is is I can't hold, uh, oh, just as I'm about to bring her up, the screen. On. lost her for a second so hopefully she comes back on in a second but uh let's let's while we're just waiting for her to come back up Dix, tell us about um some of the art that you've done here and i'll bring up just a couple of shots while we're talking if you don't mind um yeah like this mate these these are images are incredible um what sort of i, I know they're all they all tell stories but what sort of even man hours are we talking here how, how long something like this even take you to put together oh it, you know it, it depends on how inspired and creative you're feeling. You know, it's all about, you know, with art, I, I, I can only speak for myself. It's about how connected I am to self. A lot of times if, I, if I'm feeling, you know, a bit stuck, um, I'll go up to my nan's country or my mum's country and and connect. Um, you know, a, a lot of things that I, I, I draw inspiration from is, is about our connection and I draw on that. And it's about connection to space, time, people, community, community that you're in, the community that you're from, the community that you visit, the community that you work on, you know, there's all those considerations and that everywhere you go, you know, we've got over 500 different, um, you know, clan groups in in Australia and so it's been mindful of of that, you know, like um, I try and tell people, you know, we're not, we're not just one culture, we're we're, we're, um, a collective of of different cultures, Um, you know, we might have similar principles, but ultimately, you know, if I, if I go on someone else's country as an Aboriginal person, you know, it's, it's no different if you're in Europe and you're traveling, you're traveling um, from Yugoslavia to, to Serbia, you know, there, there might be similarities, but there's also differences. It's the same thing for us. Yeah. Okay. She's back. Um, let me, let me, uh, I don't want to hold her back any longer in the green room. And the incredible part when I reached out to, uh, to Nikita is, is her message back to me was, I don't know if I'll be as interesting as the other two. Now, that's that says a lot about Nikita and how modest she is. But honestly, uh, since I met Nikita, um, you know, I've seen her grow so much um, a, as a female Indigenous woman, and she's she's incredible. Let, let's face it. I know, and I know you guys are biased, um, and so you should be. Um, but she's she's a beautiful human being. So let's let's not hold her back anymore. Bring her up. Hey, Nikita, how are you? Hi, hi everybody. Hi Nikita, how are you? Welcome on to the show. Thank you. How are you? Sorry about that. Your audio is a little bit crackly, but we'll work through it. I'm sorry, yeah. That's all right, that's all right. Firstly, thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. Okay, I've still got you there. 
Okay, I think we've lost it for a second. Hopefully that comes back on in a second. The modern world works well. <laughs> yeah, for once, it's not my internet. <laughs> you jinxed it, Alan. Give it time, jinx. buddy. Give it time. I did jinx it. Let's bring her back on in a minute. As you can see, Dixon and Tash, that Aaron is the internet guru of the show. All right, let's I'm try sorry, again. I don't know what's going on. Welcome back, Makita. It's been so long. <laughs> sorry. That's all right. No problem. Um, uh, Nikita, thanks for coming on. I know it was a super short notice, and I know you told me you won't be interesting, but you are very interesting. And I told you, you as I mentioned to you, you are an amazing human being, uh, not only sports sportswoman, uh, I've crossed multiple sports, and here's, here's one that you've taken up recently for, for not only fitness, um, but boxing's. Boxing's in your blood and your veins, and I know you get so much enjoyment, both mentally, physically, out of it. Um, and I can see that in in the way you kind of approach it. Um, but I just wanted you to kind of touch on um, just your your kind of feelings in the last um, couple of days. I know I know it's been a, a tough day for so many people, um, but just sort of you know how how you're feeling at the moment, day after. Um, the 26th of Jan. Yeah, I guess um, the 26th of Jan was always, um, um, I've got a, a bit of a personal um, story with it because um, my father would often play, well, he every year he played at um, the Survival Day Sharing the Spirit Festival. So I used to love um, going with him and, and he would story tell through his beautiful voice and his music so and also his birthday was on the 24th which is two days before so this year um since my dad's crossed over the dream time it's it's been a bit hard for me to um show my face um and you know it always comes up with mixed emotions I was I was um brought up in the Aboriginal community but my parents always encouraged me to branch out and, um, you know, and to make friendships with other cultures. And I, I was raised in Collingwood, so there was a lot of opportunity to do that. So, um, you know, you'd get people that you thought were really close to you put up, you know, especially with social media now, will put up their opinions of Australia Day and, and it hurt. It just would. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've got mixed emotions. I, I like to... Um, celebrate the survival of all our mob, you know, like our ancestors passed down a lot of strength and, and we owe it to them to keep, um, you know, striving on and and fighting for our rights and and make sure our voices are heard. And, and also as a mother to five children myself, it's a huge responsibility for me to pass on um, all the messages my dad um, and my mum but in particular, all the songs Dad wrote about the struggle and and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, because my dad's no longer here anymore, I, I struggle just because it's close to his birthday as well. And he was a main face at uh, leading the marches behind the microphones, behind the mic on the stage. There he is. And yeah, so I get, I get a bit of a look. I get quite emotional. I've struggled the last couple of days. Um, 
but over over time, I'm hoping that you know there's no um, there's no time limit on grief, and, I, and I'm um, hoping over over the years I get stronger and I can um, walk proud in his footsteps. But that would be absolutely very, very hard to um, level up to. Yeah, well, it's it's always difficult, Nikita, when you try and um, you know think, think that you've got to do it just for them as well, and you're you're doing it just for yourself too, and your own family. So you, you are totally honouring your your mob and your people, um, plus your dad. Um, and you know, I can tell you one thing about your dad from this photo: he was one of the coolest cats out there, that's for sure. Look, look, look at that dress. Like How good is that? Can you stand out? <laughs> He was very trendy. He pulled that off very well. Very trendy. There he is. <laughs> yeah, he should have given sure all his levers with his Harley. He's even better. Yeah, well, towards this is him uh, a little bit older. Great pick. Yeah, he's a great pick. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and just but a yeah, shot of him on screen as well. Um, and not only um, not only out at uh, protest, you, you actually sent me this photo as well, which I think is a beautiful a beautiful moment. Just lost Nikita there for two seconds, so um, I might just bring you two guys back for a second, Dixon uh, Tash, and just tell me a little bit about. Um, obviously, you guys both knew. Uh, Nikita's dad. Just tell me just a little bit about kind of what what he meant to you guys. Uh, in, you know, it's been a few couple of years now, I believe. Um, but just tell me a little bit about kind of what he meant for you, Dix. Yeah, so um, Nikita's my best mate. Um, we can help with each other, and um, Nikita's dad, brothers as well. Um, they they play together um, in bands. And they work alongside each other, um, you know, within. Uh, so I've always considered Uncle Peter as, as a pioneer in our community. Um, you know, he had multiple platforms to be able to share his, his um, experience. Uh, and he just had just, just a beautiful, gentle soul and nature. You know, you in my life. And I, know, I, know that, I know that about people that have passed, but you know, for me, uh, my biggest regret is, um, you know, let know that, um, you know, what, what he meant to me personally. You, know, you just always think that people are going to be there forever, especially when you know they're so strong people. I think that's I had a yarn about after I lost my grandfather not long before that. Um, you know, so. Uh, just for me, me personally, you know, like um, he's always missed, but the legacy he's left behind, and you know, and I see that filtering through to to his children, grandchildren too. You know, like, um, yeah, like his, his energy is everlasting. You know, he might not be here um, in physical form, but the energy will will live on through our, our mob. Thanks, thanks for sharing that, Dix. Um, Tash, for you, I. I didn't get the honour to actually spend time um, with the beautiful man, but as Dick said, it's like these strong 
men and women that led our communities with their voices, with their presence and, you know, our gifts that we've been given, like talk about magic, we all have our own magic and and his was, you know, to tell stories and, um, you know, the story lives on in, in his in his children and I love sis, you know, Nikita and all that she does and the woman that she is and, you know, for her to raise the children that she's that she's raising, not just, you know, her own but a community um, and having people to inspire, that only just shows, you know, the man he was and, you know, who she was raised by. So these are the, these are the people that are before us and, you know, and this is what we get to, you know, follow the footsteps in and then create our own space. So for him and, and the people before, it's like, yeah, deeply honoured to have them before us and, and have led the way. So, yeah, just, just acknowledging the time. Yeah, that we, we have with our people now, as as Dick said, it's like we got to let people know what they mean to us, you know, and, and um, we've had some loss in our community, um, which we always go through, you know, and this is another thing as Indigenous people, we are continuously experiencing loss of, of our people, young and old, you know, from all different things that happened to us. And it's, it's, it really reflected to me that, wow, how can I take a little bit of who this person was to me and my community and our people and, and have that shine through me and, and honour them um, a part of the story that they get to live on in, inside of us and, yeah, create that for somebody else while I'm here, while I, while I get the chance to do that. It's funny you say that, Tash, because when Aaron and I first started to do this, one of the biggest things that we spoke about, and we only started this, we used to go for walks around, just, we lived pretty close to each other, and was talking about mental health. And the thing that we don't seem to do as humans, regardless of culture, and you touched on it before, Dix, is we don't tell the people we love and care for, we don't tell them that enough. And then when mm. they do pass, our first thought is, oh, shit. I didn't tell that person how, like, I know how I felt about them, but you often think, did that person know how I felt about them? And as you said, Tash, then what you then try to do, and I think we all do try to do it, and it's wonderful to see, to hear you three speak about about your father, Nikita, that when someone you do love passes, it's not a burden. You've got the responsibility of, okay, you're going forward. You've got to take that little bit of them that you love so much and stick it in your back pocket and use it for your challenges that you come yeah. up against in life. And I think that's, I think that's for myself personally. And that's why I was wrapped to have you guys and hear your guys' stories tonight. But that's that's the main reason that Aaron and I started this up. That we that we don't tell the people we love often enough how much we love them, how much they mean to us. And that's not a hard thing to do. Mm. Like as a, as a father myself, Aaron's a father as well. Like I say to my boys, I love you, and they go, "Why are you telling me, Dad?" I said, "Because I can." Because, because yeah. I can. And, and it's as simple, simple as, that. as that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to see if Nikita's throat <laughs> again. No, she's going, she's about back. All right. No, she's back. I just <laughs> that's all right. That's that's cool. That's all part of how it's gonna happen and roll tonight. So that's fine. Um 
Okay, so look, this I think this discussion in relation to the the date and the moving the date is just the start of a much wider discussion, isn't it? Um, and look, I actually felt in the last couple of years that you know I don't really feel like celebrating it either. I'll be perfectly honest with you because I don't, I've never been one to discriminate. So I've always wanted the inclusion factor, most importantly. And to, to not, I suppose it's really only the last few years of how aware I've become of this, of how deep this really goes. And, and this, as, as we, we've discussed uh, a little bit before, um, Dixon, that, you know, there's so much but that hasn't been told. And I think slowly that's starting to be, I suppose, realised and, and given a little bit more voice and there's still so much more to learn. But mm. I think it's not until we really dig deeper on the real truths to find out because there's so many people that have still got this, you know, this mentality of oh, so what's what's the big deal? What are they whinging about, you know? And they just don't get it. They're the real ignorant people, to be honest, and and that's all they are and they'll, they'll never get it. That's sadly, that's kind of what it where it is um but i mean the first step and i'm not really sure why you know the government's just taking so long to acknowledge this and get this done like i don't want to be talking about this for the next another five another 40 years um and if this is the first honest step in starting this process um i'm interested to hear your opinion on the um advanced australia fair for starters not so much the song itself but just is it is it a tokenistic change to that to that where we where we, we are one and free now? Um, how how does that sit with you guys uh, as a first first step? Uh, Tash first. You really yeah. feel that make and does make any difference to you that we talk about one now and and it's not just one for Indigenous people. It's supposed to be one as as at togetherness as far as all all cultures that are here. What's your thoughts? Mm. Yeah, so for speaking on, you know, the song, it's it's it was we weren't included in that story, in that narrative as Indigenous people. So that's not one that I feel acknowledges me and my people. Um, so as as there's been a movement, as as you've seen, and in movies even, it's like we we sit for that. You know, and and it's it's only now that we've had the courage and the confidence and the support to sit, you know, and and we've made that decision that yeah, this this is an inclusive, and we we're gonna be seen and heard for that. And sometimes, you know, sitting in that silence is is the loudest echo, you know, and that's that's what's been happening. We've we've lived in silence, but when yeah. That phrase, it's it's. I feel no man is free until we're all free. Yeah, you know, and um, for us as Indigenous people to feel free in a country that we've held so been held so captive to, um, you know, and confined and being restricted, you know, as Dixon said earlier, that. All those things does not define who I am. 
my 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 purpose here and my mission here defines me you know what I'm passionate about and what I'm here to do and um my thing is unity and for us to change we need to change together and that's with those conversations um and then then as you're saying it's like you know um you talk the talk but can you walk the walk we've got to start with talking you know have the conversation um and then we get to walk because we've been able to hear people's stories and we can have empathy and, and stand in somebody's, you know, putting in someone's perspective and, and shoes. And it's like, cool, this is this is how deep it is. You know, and I get to I get to stand here and I get to walk with with yeah, a nation towards something that advances all of us. Um, and you know, it's not anybody's fault that they haven't learnt or don't know this stuff, as you were saying, Aaron, it's only now, you know, this past, you know, five, ten, probably even less, you know, years that it's like, oh, I'm hearing these stories come to surface. But it is up to you whether you listen to them or not. Mm. And that's that's the pride, that's the ego, that's the ignorance of that stops you in your growth. That stops us in our movement. You know, and you you all, everybody, you have the choice to be a part of it or not. And if you're not going to, you know, it's there. It's on offer. We're, we're speaking. You can see us. You can hear us. If you're not willing to listen to the stories, well, then you're actually excluding yourself from the movement. Yeah. Yeah. Dix, anything to add there? Yeah, look, I, for me, it's it's... You know, as I've unraveled this, you know, I used to I used to look at all you know all, all the kind of things that we grew up with hearing about negative things about Aboriginal people. You know, um, you know, why is that person racist? Why does that person have an opinion on me? Why am I being followed around the store? All those things. You start to realize, um, well, I've started to realize in my own growth that a, a lot of the things that we've inherited, we've all inherited. You know, so the other the other the flip side of that too is that people have inherited the racism they've inherited. Um, uh, you know, identity issues around, you know, well, you know, I was a convict, I was brought here and this is my country and I'm going to you know, fight for this. Um, so, you know, all these things, in people's values, you know, and, and we're just, we're just a, who we are as people, everyone um, is just uh, an inheritance, you know, from what's come before us, you know. So when you start to question people's value systems, um, you know, people freak out. They freak out, and 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 you know, um, because then people have to face the things that they've learned, and but they also have to unlearn the things that they've learned, the things that affect people, you know. So it's it, it's about people being accountable, and so you know, like, um, yeah, f for me, it, it's really trying to understand well what's what's the issue around the day, you know. It, it's not really a tradition. It's on you know, it, it's it, it's been celebrated on, celebrated on four or five different dates. Um, it wasn't the day that we became a federation, you know. Um, we're not saying don't have the day. Well, we'll you know, um, to celebrate Australia and 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 the beauty that it you know it offers. Uh, it's just saying that not on that day because for us it is a day of mourning. It, it is you know, it, and I've heard this many times before. You're not going to ask, um, you know, if they went and celebrated, um, you know, the, the Jews in the Holocaust. You wouldn't hold it on the day um, that they were all massacred and killed. It's the same thing for us, you know. It just marks the day of the kind of like the 
the beginning of, of, of um, a lot of trauma for us, you know, and it's, it's beautiful seeing so many allies of late, um, you know, stand up and fight with us because like we said, we do get tired and exhausted. So it's, it's, it's for others, it's others responsibility as well to share that kind of burden, but also to not just the burden, but to share the knowledge and to, and, and to, to help educate other people. Um, you know, so my kind of, you know, call to action for people that want to know more is 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 um, inject yourself in spaces where you can learn. You know, go and seek out Aboriginal people. Go and seek out um, the knowledge, you know. Like, it's also not my job as, a, as an Aboriginal person to teach you everything, you know. Um, it's it, that in itself, like, even when I'm, I'm engaged as an artist, I find myself being a consultant as well because I've got to teach them you know, about my culture and I've got to teach them about what you do and don't and can't say. And, and you know, it's, it becomes this whole kind of process, you know, that becomes much more than just um, having a skill set, you know, and yeah. a service and offer. So, you know, it, it's, but but I, I imagine for not just in my space, but in a lot of things that Aboriginal people do, just just for the mere fact that people don't know enough, you know. So it's it's just helping create systems together. And, that, and that's what we're all fighting. We're all fighting systems, right? So you know, it, it's it's not just about you know Aboriginal people. It's also, but if we're going to talk about that, you know, how broad do you go? Then we can't leave gay people behind. We can't leave women behind. We can't leave disabled people behind. Refugees, you know. So I feel like when I go to war every day for Aboriginal people, I'm also fighting for those minorities yep. because because I know what that feels like, you know. And um, you know, they were the first allies, you know. Um, but but you know w- when you find yourselves in um, kind of positions of influence, you know it should it should you know you're not really a leader um, if you're not inclusive of everybody. You know it's just kind of that you're there to self serve, and you know public servants forget that they are just that to serve the public. You know, but a lot of them there unfortunately are there for their own self interests. You know it's disheartening. You had Scott Morrison talk about the the um, when Captain Cook came, and you know his commentary was about um, you know it wasn't too crash hot. You know, no, for the people who don't see them, you know, well, what a disgusting thing to say, you know. Yeah. I've got lineage that are from the, those ships as well, but, you know, like I'm, it's, it's to compare the two is, you know, like it, it's it's opposite ends of the scale is ridiculous, you know, like it's not, it's not, it's, it's really insensitive. And to me, I kind of like, I see this momentum happening within, within you know, people claiming power, um, but then the, the leadership you know, you say things like that, it kind of, I feel like it's setting, you know, it's, it's going back 100 years because it's like you yeah. don't understand and it makes you feel, it makes you feel um, or makes me feel, um, you know, not included, not not cared for, not considered, you know. It's it's like Tash said before, if we're going to be, if we're going to include all, let's include all. Like let's let's be true to our word and, let, and let's be accountable and say, well, in order to move forward as a nation, we have we can't leave anyone behind. You know, Aboriginal people, unfortunately, have the worst stats in the world for health, you know, in remote communities and urban communities. Um, and that's by no fault of our own, you know, and we, we need assistance with that. You know, we, we fight, like I said, every day for that. But it's, it's um, we, we, we need allies and we need people to educate themselves so that we can have the platforms, you know, and we don't want people to come and save us. We can do that. We, we can do that ourselves. We just need the platforms to help us do that. That's yeah. a different You need a it's an assistance thing, not pity, isn't it? It's an yeah, absolutely. That, 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 that's the fine line, isn't it? it but 
But a couple of events this week, which I found very interesting, like obviously being my age in Australia Day, like big cricket games, things like that. The interesting two things happened this week. The Cricket Australia stance about what they consider should be happening going forward with January 26th and also the Essendon Football Club as well, what they giving their opinion, which to me, look, as much as people mightn't like it, sport has a fairly big say in what happens in Australia. And I think it's wonderful that those two bodies, which cricket and football often don't see eye to eye, that there is a, what Tasha was saying earlier about the, the groundswell is now growing that, hang on a minute, we've got a question this. There's, there's definitely a question to be asked about this. Let's ask the question. And, and as Tasha was saying earlier about that awkward discussion, people are not thinking this is right, not only First Nation people like yourselves, but other Australians as well. So if it's not right for the majority, well, we need to do something about it. And as much as, as simple as that sounds, that's often as simple as it is. <laughs> if it's not working, let's all try to think of a way we can fix it. Yeah. Well, a couple of people, uh, we normally have another guy on as well, uh, Alan Lovey. Um, he's normally on with us as well. Unfortunately, he had a last-minute uh, personal uh, thing to attend to, so he apologised for not coming on. He really wanted to jump on with you guys. So um, I, I think we can talk about this again at another date, and I'd love to because this is really just scratching the surface. There's so much more, and I don't expect you guys to come on as necessarily educators. I want to I want to bring on and bring on the positive nature and talents that you guys bring and also also help to extend the network who we've brought on here. Um, one of our um, motives in our show is we bring on musicians at different points. So I'm sure there's some we can connect through your community as well. Um, and Tash, I know that uh, a lot of talent you were at a, a gig yesterday. Um, well, not a gig, but a, there was a, a park concert last night. Just tell us a little bit about uh, how special that was. Mm. Special enough to have like no words to describe it. It's when I could go to a to a country and you know be welcomed on that country, and then to follow an elder's welcome to dance. It's it's echoing the sounds, but with movement. And um, I'm definitely not the singer, but I love to be able to tell a story with my body as. Um, cousin Dix tells it with his artwork and you know that's my magic I get to I get to feel and I get to take you on a journey with my movement of my body um, yeah and then just echo that with with my story and bringing the connection not just that you're receiving from me but then I'm able to give that to you and allowing other people to move their bodies with me together that we're able to connect to something that's bigger than us. And, you know, that's that's the country around us. And, you know, the energy that I was receiving back from people, um, like I said, I just felt so held, supported and loved and, um, yeah, really, really proud to be an Aboriginal woman, you know, and, yeah, you still, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was beautiful. Yeah, and just tell us um, a little bit about what you've got coming up, Tash. Um, I mean, this image is fantastic. 
I absolutely love it. Um, it's a it's a great shoot you've done, um, and super powerful. Mm, yeah. So Just tell us about what you've got coming up in two destinations: yeah. Yeah, Shepparton, firstly, yes, and then in Melbourne too. Tell us a little bit about this yeah. program. So beyond the gap, everything that we just spoke about and, and Dix was talking about, it's like well, how do we have this conversation in a space where we can feel safe and there's no judgment and we can we can speak with compassion and we get to um, have thought-provoking conversations um, that are led by Indigenous voices um, and wisdom and knowledge and experiences in a way that we don't we don't have to educate you on everything because we're not your gurus. We don't we don't have all the answers. All our stories are different. All our levels and depths of of connection are different. We're all on journeys at different stages in our lives. You know, it doesn't matter how old you are or or the color of your skin or what country you come from. That doesn't define your ability to you know to continue to teach and educate like so for me this is this is my power to facilitate and to hold spaces um, where non-indigenous people get to come and really talk about these tough conversations that we've kept quiet um, and learn the things that they're so willing and wanting to learn um, encouraging them to come um, with an open mind and open heart in in spaces where we can yeah, un, untap these these conversations um, to learn and understand and connect and unite a bit more and also Indigenous people to come um, into a space confidently uh, to lead in, in their community and, you know, walk away with, with even a deeper sense of connection and pride of, you know, being an Aboriginal man and woman to, to have these networks, connections, support, and being in an environment where we get to share our stories and be heard in a real sense of, yeah, container that's creating movement, you know, yeah. and, and real change. And people who are going to be in my space are, you know, creating impact and change. And the more people that I get in the space, the more, you know, impact that we get to have outside. And, and it's just awareness yeah we, we're getting to be more aware and um i'm willing to have the conversations that others won't and um because i feel like i've been prepared for this from my ancestors to to be leading in this space and and acknowledging every aboriginal person for for what they do you know and they always have an impact no matter um how big or small they think it is it's it's always a part of the movement as a collective and um yeah, I've been prepared to have this conversation and to hold these spaces and I'll be highlighting all the Indigenous people from all different walks of life and all their talents and magic that they have, artists, singers, dancers, performers, actors, um, in politics, presenters, you know, elders in the community, young people, you know, and all generations of voices that you get to come and experience. So beyond the gap, because, you know, I think we're, we're past closing the gap. It's not, you know, like we have to journey beyond that for us to see together 
how we can heal heal together. Yeah, we get to share this load and and um, yeah, heaviness that we've been carrying and um, beyond the gap when we journey there, it has the answers. Um, but just one person at a time is is my focus. You know, I care about people and this event is is for you. Fantastic. So there's two places to check that out. Um, the first step is Instagram, Miss Soul Inspires, and that's an unbelievable little caption or handle. Great name there. So well done on that. And thank you so much for having the strength to do this. Um, I know it's been through your journey. You've um, really grown, um, probably pulled yourself apart a few times um, and got super raw um, and found out kind of the real person you are and drawn on so many more strengths um, from so many different influences, I guess, over time. Um, and you've got so much to offer. So I wish you all the best in this space. And I hope these two events go really well for you. Thank you very much. I'll be definitely having Cuz Dixon there, you know, speaking his story as well. And that's that's what it's about. It's not about, it's about me. It's about the people who are coming there for change so thank you fantastic and and as you said before it's i think you bring up a really relevant point is about being open enough to change and being receptive to that change of being and as you mentioned before dix being being ready to understand it and acknowledge it now um yeah. and maybe Maybe it was ignorance before um, and not really understanding the overall picture of why it's affected me so much in the last couple of years because finally some things have started to drop and, and I've probably been more open to the conversation. Um, so thank you. It's yeah. been, uh, as you know, it's, uh, it's still raw for a lot of people and it's, you know, in some respect, you know, I just still feel embarrassed that we haven't got there and, and that's going to take time. Sadly, uh, it's going to take a lot more time. But hopefully we've started this journey and we can push all forward together. So I'm with you guys. Um, anything we can ever do to try and help uh, the situation, I know that's said said probably off the cuff to you a lot, probably from different people that don't mean it. Um, and if they do mean it, it's kind of just said it through conversation. But I gen we generally mean that. If there's anything we can ever do, Please come on. Let's have a chat on here. Let's use this as an open forum. Anytime you guys ever want to come on um, and bring other another guest on, we're happy to kind of facilitate this little this little sideshow um, to to help you guys out um, at all. We we started this literally to connect people, to have a chat, put people together, um, and hopefully learn learn more than uh, we knew yesterday. So, thanks again for both coming on, Dix. Just tell us a little bit about. Um, where what your what kind of projects you're working on? Is there anything else you can tell us, um, or is it a little bit confidential? Anything you're working on at the moment? Um, some confidential, um, but exciting. Um, Great, so fantastic. Yeah, like we just had uh, the launch of our um, uh, train for V Line, so that's kind of the first time that's happened in history. And that that artwork was about acknowledging, um, you know, the 38 different language groups across Victoria. If people okay. didn't know that. Um, you know, so that was, you know, a blessing to be a part of. And this, this um, the emergency thing which I've got in front of me, I designed for the, um, to, to acknowledge all the um, uh, emergency responders um, for the Victorian fires. So you might not be able to see it properly. 
um, yeah. Yeah, get the, yeah, this will go worldwide to all the people that come overseas and all the volunteers that come here. And it was about acknowledging um, Buran. He's, he's our uh, creator being, our father of the Gunai people, Gunai Kurnai people um, in Gippsland. And it was just talking about how fire has something that, that for us represents kind of cleansing and healing. You know, it has the power to destroy, but it has the power to bring life. Um, Honouring the, the, the relationship of, of, of uh, how we've used fire um, in land generation, regeneration. Um, that, that was that was an engagement um, commissioned through the Victorian state government. Uh, so that's, that's coming out soon. Um, and um, uh, yeah, I don't think any, I, I can't really share the other work that I've done yet until. That's cool. No problem. No, no, I to say, um, Aaron, you know, you're talking about other other ways that you can help. You know, but you, you know, our relationship has been. Um, through obviously us or me doing artwork for uh, indigenous, you know, basketball teams, football teams, and netball teams, and so that that space has allowed you know teams to represent their culture with pride. You know, yep. I think that that reminds people, you know, they can wear that, and and the kids, the kids love it. The kids adorn it all the time because it's like I can wear my culture. You know, like like I said, sharing my culture, but it's also a loud way of sharing my culture. You know, without mm -hmm. having people see it visually and so it's just it's a reminder you know that oh shit you're an aboriginal country you know so um you know and then that creates that curiosity so in a way you have helped um kind of like you know inadvertently um with us promoting culture um, good yeah that's great yeah i appreciate that um, but also i just would also you know the events still open and places you know that we want to get would if you fellas are interested we you know we commend having men and women um also to be a part of it the movement and um yeah would love you there you know because the more people that we can have you know you have a whole people that you can then speak to you know and more knowledge that you have that you can continue the conversation in your own homes and in your workspaces um yeah that continues us on and and has us heard and been seen like dixon said so yeah well, thanks I for that. i hope you that you're going to have many more of these workshops and and this is just it's just the start of it and and there'll be varying forms of it i'm sure and hopefully um we're able to reach a much wider audience than who's in just in the room as well um yeah. so i look forward to connecting some more as many people as i can but i feel really blessed um to have both of you guys on to understand a little bit more. I feel even more blessed um, in respect of being in on beautiful land right now and especially in Gippsland. Um, it's a beautiful place, there's no doubt. And even back in Melbourne where we are in Montmorency, green trees and clean air, we've got a lot to be thankful for. Absolutely. Mm. Now, guys, it's, yeah. it's, we've been very lucky on this show. We've had some wonderful guests. And when, when we started the show, as a bit of a joke, Aaron said to me, you can ask all of our guests, one question, and I've asked all our guests so far. So it'd be honoured for you to answer this question. It's a pretty easy question, so no pressure and no warning. I'll let the lady, the lovely lady, go first, Dix. If that's all right, Natasha, you're having a dinner date, so you're hosting the dinner. Now you can invite five people. Now they can mm. ask you the dream time, or they can people that are still in your life now. Who are your five people? Oh, I know it's a tough one. 
We like to do it with no warning, so that's impulse. Yep. Feel free to invite Alan and I. We don't eat much. That would be more than happy to come. <laughs> so this is anybody, anybody. Anybody, anybody. Yep. Past or present. Anybody. Past, present. I suppose future as well, if you like it. Mm, okay. <sighs> Michelle Obama. Um. Good start. You've gone high early. Yeah, yeah. This is really tough. Um, so there'd be me, Michelle Obama. Um, I'd definitely love to have my my grandmother there. Um, I'd love to have my son at the table. Um, I'd love to have oh, Beyonce because I'm a fan. And she's just like fierce and Aren't we all? She's, she's just been feels. My last person, and I do this because this is what I this is what I do. I would love to have the Prime Minister, Scott Morris, at my table. And let's have a hard Honest conversation over dinner. That, that's a wonderful answer. That shows what sort of person you are, and what sort of space you're in. So that's that's accolades to you. So thank you. Dix is punching early. He went second, though. I think he's pretty happy he didn't have to go first. Had <laughs> more thinking time. Doesn't <laughs> make it easier, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely have my grandmother um, there, yeah. Rochelle Patton. Um, She's been someone that's been a constant kind of um, safe space for me. Um, you know, her life story is is just so remarkable, wonderful, and, and you know, um, I won't go too much into it, but the things that she's dealt with and, and she's experienced to where she is now, um, you know, like she's just inspired so many people, and I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to say that she's my grandmother, so she's definitely got a seat at the table. Um, the other person um, would be... Um, I, so I was part of this. I, I'm part of this thing where, where um, we may potentially get to design what looks like a future um, kind of superhero. That's not necessarily that's a future hero. So it's a descendant of you. So it's an it's an archetype that that you know um, uh, you envision of what kind of superpower they'll have but also that they're, they're directly descended from you, so they get all the strength and stuff from your bloodline. So I, I would invite this person. Um, so I, I, I'm a bit of a, uh indigenous nerd, we call it, so a black nerd. Um, you know, I love all movies and stuff uh, for obvious reasons, you know, like it's it's kind of like we've needed a lot of heroes in our life and, and, and we have them in real life, but also to see that on screen and play out. Um, that's been something that's kind of got me by um, on my personal journey. Um, so it, it would be this archetype that I would design. I don't know what that looks like yet, but I just know that they're they're uh, a descendant um, or a future ancestor. Yeah. Um, the other one would be um, definitely my mother, I think, as well. Um, you know, one of the strongest people I know in her journey as well, being part of the stolen generation. Um, um, 
you know, and, and her story and her, her survival story as, as well. Um, and how many have got? I've got two more. Here you come, mate. Two more. Um, the other one would be Lauren Hill. So she's during a period in my life um, when I had a lot of kind of growing and and a bit of kind of anxiety and depression, like her album Miseducation, Lauren Hill um, dro- dropped and kind of like it really got me by during a, uh, a really tough period in my life. And I literally bought that album eight times. Um <laughs> Ever since it, it dropped out, because you know, whatever I lost, sort of got scratched. I'm like, I have to go buy the CD, you know. So, um, but I was fortunate enough to actually meet her and 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 gift her um, something that Nikita made actually. So it was a gift that I got for my birthday, and I was able to present that to her. Uh, and that was something that I manifested, and I got to meet her. But it's something you know, I've I would love an opportunity for her to kind of sit at the table and the things, the way that she she's. She's like um, such a storyteller in the way that she speaks about fighting, you know, for justice and fighting a system, and you know, a, as a black woman in America, and you know, but but I don't know, like I feel like so many people, like when I went to a concert, like there were so many people that you know, there's like a little, you know, white boy that's singing her music, you know, so it's like she reson, her truth just resonates with 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 everybody, I think, and 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 you know, it's no hold hold barred you know, the things she speaks about. So she's one that I would um, have. And lastly, um, yeah, it's really hard. I'd probably have, um, I reckon Martin Luther King. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good dinner table, this one. (laughs) Yeah. um, you know for obvious reasons but just the way that he kind of fought um you know against a system but with such dignity and such grace and you know it it was rare that things swayed him and he always was steadfast in his truth you know and you know what we've all needed there's many ways to fight a battle you know and and you know the obvious one is with anger um, that's the immediate thing that sometimes we go to. But I feel like the way that he approached life and approached, um, you know, fighting for justice was just um, really something to be admired and, and something that we, you know, uh, the energy that he's given people and, and, and people still refer to him and, and, and quote him and, you know, that, that'll that be for everything, I think, you know, for as long as we have, have you know, a written language and... and um, you know, he'll always be in human memory. So, fantastic! That yeah. was—I um, don't know about you, Cuz, but they were two, probably two of the best dinner table lineups that we've had. And um, and I for, reckon I'd change my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you might get now, a last substitution. When we have you back on, we'll say seven so you can squeeze us on the end of the table, <laughs> just just at the either end. Just, we're, 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 well, fun can sit on my lap, so I'll have another bit. As long as we're there in some way, shape, or form. But, but as that said, guys, it was lovely to hear you say that because, look, and no disrespect to our guests, and Aaron and I are so lucky and, and lovely as well, and Berkey, another mate who's involved with the podcast as well. We love it that people come on and they, the biggest thing we say about it, there's no airs and graces. People bear their souls, and, and we are, we and the people we watch, we're the true benefit to that. So to listen to you, both speak then 
just watching you really think about who the people you wanted to, to invite, and especially both of you mentioned two members of your family. That's that to me shows me how much you think about your community. So the model that the Indigenous people use, it shouldn't be that hard for us all of us to try to take that on board and move forward with it. So thanks for sharing, guys. That was wonderful. Yeah, really appreciate you. you coming on and look forward to having you back on maybe individually and we, we dig a little bit deeper on your individual stories um, and yeah, your family right. histories as well. That'd be great. Thanks a lot, guys. Um, enjoy your rest of the night. I know we went a little bit longer than we first suggested, but it's kind of an open forum and, and we really appreciate you being so raw, honest um, and open with us. Thanks, guys. We will catch up soon. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Take care. Thanks, guys. Hey, Ezra. How good were they, mate? Fantastic. Oh, Two of the most mate, good. greatest human beings. Is that the best dinner questions ever? Oh, yeah, that was super. Well done. It was perfect <laughs> was timing too. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I, I just, it was just wonderful. And, and this, I mean this in the most genuine possible way. They're so easy to listen to them speak because we, we talk about musicians who we like to go and see, who tell stories, the musicians yep. we, we like to go and see. Their life is a story. Yeah. From the generation well, before. I didn't have a chance to bring it up then, but I would have liked to mention that, you know, you and I, massive, and, and Lovey for that matter, massive fans of Midnight All, always have been, always yep. will be. And to right from their very first album. Um, always included. That, always included them. Always included, always singing, always a voice. Yep. And a voice of um, exactly this that white Australia as a black history and we need to yep. acknowledge that and we need yep. to embrace that and move forward on it. Um, that's simple as that, but inclusion. So um, obviously on their latest album, they brought out a song, which is in relation to change the date. Hopefully uh, we can get this done uh, and not, not continue and have multiple um, January 26s as we call them uh -huh, now. And I won't refer to them as Australia days now until they've been changed. So that's, well, I'm not sure what that date looks like or will be, but it's a little bit of a I'll struggle to celebrate it. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm the same, mate. Look, and as I say to my boys, and you know, you know both my boys, Jack and Lucas, I say to them now, I, I find Anzac Day a more important identifying nation day than I do Australia Day. Yes born and bred in Australia and, and, and proud to be an Australian. But, it, but if we are going to be a truly true country, we need to recognise that, hang on a minute, we're joining come like this to this country, in, in all honesty. Yes, we've built Absolutely. up a of 200 years, but there was a lot said before that. Yeah, and here's quite a long comment, but I actually kind of want to read this one out. That, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. We certainly need unity. We certainly need unity to recognise that this land we're so lucky to live on um, is sacred and that of our Indigenous ancestors. Aboriginal history, dream time, stories need to be taught in schools, the value, the magic, our history. Thank you for sharing your stories. I look forward to moving towards a community that includes, respects and celebrates all and all you are such important voices of that change. So I'll pass that message on um, yes. to yeah. both Dixon, Nikita and Natasha, um, they're incredible human beings, you know, so uh, and it appears so confident in about what they do, but I know they've been through such a journey and they continue to go through a journey and just 
I'm sitting here just realizing how lucky we are, cuz, to oh. not have to go through that. But we'll have a new, once again, a newfound extra respect for their battle, and and it's just reassuring for me to know that I've somewhat um, helped in their space, and I look forward well, to continuing to work with them. Again, as I said, and and I hope my words passed on what I was trying to say. Again, they were thanking us for the opportunity, but but we're the we're the lucky ones. Yeah, whether it's absolutely. you and me, yeah. whether it's you and me, lovey, you and me, lovey, and Berkey. That, that's why we started this thing that's now somehow morphed into twenty two episodes. Yeah, like when someone comes on, whether it's a sports person, a musician, an indigenous person, whatever. I go, I finish up. I think, how did this start? Twenty two episodes. How did this happen? Yeah. And how, how good exactly is it? Right. 22 shows in now. We'll go to – it's going to be a big one next week. I I haven't locked in the guest, but it's going to be a special <laughs> guest for number 23 being uh, one of the best number numbers, to, to a lot of numbers ever. Um, one one image I want to bring up, which is disappointing, Nikita, couldn't, we couldn't kind of get that internet connection a bit more solid, but to, this is an image that was painted of her not long ago, her and oh. her young son, Um on Victorian Aboriginal Health Service side of their building in Bell Street, Preston. Um, absolutely beautiful image, and some have, have been painted of her children by the artist Adnate. Um, just incredible, yeah. incredible images. Um, yeah, what beautiful, what beautiful children. Absolutely beautiful kids, and she's a beautiful person, that's for sure. Um, so once again, thanks, Nikita. Thanks, Dixon. Thanks, Natasha. Yeah, we'll great. keep an eye out for you. We'll post a message on how anyone can get in contact with you guys and follow your story. Um, and look forward to catching up next week, cuz. So you got a big big one next week, mate. So so any can we get a clue out or no? Cards close to no. the chest? Not yet. I'll take Dixon's <laughs> word of advice and, and yes, keep as as I, some things confident. Mate, I'm on the phone, you know that, don't you? Correct. Look forward to it. <laughs> well done, mate. Great to see you, buddy. No worries. Have a good day, mate, and have a good tomorrow. Yep. See you, champ. Bye-bye. Cheers, mate.